Okay, this is, I know I promised um, to move on to uh, Shiro 2 that I'm very excited about, but I, I had a few, um, there, there is more to discuss about yesterday's Shiro uh, in terms of motivations and low Lishma. Lishma, of course, but um, there is a, a specific thing I wanted to address. One, one thing I, I wanted to point out um, that I think I didn't uh, say clearly or, or at all, maybe, um, and the other share is that when we speak about shifting a motivation from internal to external or providing someone with a purely external motivation that's not moving them towards uh, developing any internal motivation, where the low lishma is not going to come to lishma um, at all, that what we're doing is we're creating a life for someone in terms of chinech, we're building a world for ourselves or for our students or our children that will be unpleasant for them. Because the daily activity they're involved in is not something that they really want to be doing. They're doing it because they understand they need to to get to somewhere else, but honestly, they'd rather not do it. I mean, that could be the case, that this is something that they find unpleasant uh, and stressful or, or frustrating or, or just this is, makes for an unhappy life. I mean, uh, the Think of everyone working in offices doing meaningless jobs who are being motivated by their paycheck. That is a not a life that we would wish for anyone. That's not a life that we, we would consciously construct for ourselves. It's certainly not a life that we would wish to have for our children or our students. It's a place people end up with the avid um, because they get stuck. Uh, but that, as a child, no one dreamed of working in a cubicle for an insurance company, right? That was never anyone's childhood uh, vision. What do you want to do when you grow up? I want to punch meaningless numbers uh, that I don't even understand their relevance to the world that I live in because it'll, uh, it'll make me enough money, sort of, to pay for the things that, uh, to pay the bills. No one dreams of that. That's a place where people end up um, when the dreams are dead. No one, we, we don't want to educate that way. We don't want to live that way. Okay, so the, it, it's not just that the external motivations are less effective, but of, of course they are less effective. Not just that they're restrictive and not as long-lasting in these things. They're, 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 they're not satisfying. They are not something that makes life feel like it's worth living. It's a depressing world to be constantly doing things, not because I want to do them, but because I need to do them to get the other things that I want. That's not a pleasant life. That's not going to lead to any kind of happiness. Right? It's a very difficult... Uh, um, it's a very difficult existence to, to live or to certainly... not something you'd want to force on somebody else. Okay, so that's a point I feel like I didn't uh, make fully clear yesterday. That I want to ensure today it's not somewhere you want to be. And to reiterate, the punchline of yesterday is lowly shmas and external motivations uh, really need to be used solely for the purpose of moving people towards activities and interactions and experiences that will help them build internal motivation. That is the only proper use for them. The alternative is worse than not being born, say Chazal. Better you shouldn't have been born. It's a life, the life of drudgery that your average, I'm, I'm using insurance company, I don't want to insult anyone who works for an insurance company, but, you know, you're working in a cubicle 
punching numbers for an insurance company and you literally have no idea you're pretty sure that the company as a whole has no real social value um, and you're not even sure internally what the value of what you're doing has to the company but you do it because you need to pay the bills you, that is a fate say Chazal worse than not having been born <laughs> you would have been better off not being born than living that life that's a that's a very intense uh, it's a very intense statement but I mean look around look at society look at the, the sheer number of people who live lifestyles like that and uh, how do they feel about their lives and about life in general Right? If they haven't filled in life with other activities and things that have an intrinsic meaning for them, so uh, how are they doing? How many antidepressants do they take? How much time do they spend <laughs> playing video games? No offense to our, our friends in the video game industry. Right? Watching movies. How much Netflix is going on in their lives? Okay? I, I think it's a, it's a bold statement to say, better you shouldn't have been born. But I, I think it actually maybe uh, holds up uh, under uh, scrutiny here. That's point number one, okay? A life of lowly shema is a life of unhappiness, a life where you may end up wishing you had never been born. The next topic I want to get into, which is the, the sort of, I think it's the last point I want to make about this. Um, I apologize for the noise, I'm in the car. Uh, but. I didn't want to waste the time um, while these ideas are still fresh for everyone. The, the Olam Haba problem is the next problem I want to discuss. Because, let me give an example of the, of the problem. Okay, here's the following muscle that we all have uh, heard. And if you haven't heard it, well, you're going to hear it now. Okay, here's the muscle. You have two people who are on the train. Okay, you know what? Let's uh, let's do more modern. Right on the plane. You have people on the plane. Okay, I'm going to adjust the muscle slightly from its classic form, but uh, the the point will be the same. You'll get the point. I got two guys on the plane. They're both sitting in the in the last row on coach. Okay. Their seats don't go back because they're in the last row. It's so noisy they can't hear themselves think. Have you ever sat in the last row? Please God, you you should never know such things. Right? They're sitting in a row with uh, on the one side of them is a is a mother with a child that she's opted to just hold for the duration of the flight that is screaming hysterically, okay? And will not stop. On the other side, because yes, you're in the middle seat. On the other side is a, is a gigantic man, slovenly, and mouth breathing, uh, who, is, who is literally overflowing the seat that he's in into your seat where you're in physical contact with him uh, for the entire flight. And there's an odor, there's a personal hygiene problem, a part of this guy. Um, the movies are all Adam Sandler films, 
and your headphones don't work, right? You forgot to charge your laptop and phone, so they're dead. So you have literally nothing to do, and you're sitting there and uh, being uh, screamed at and and and, uh, and touched by. Anyway, you're in a very horrendous situation, right? It's two different guys: guy A and guy B. Guy A is flying to uh, wherever he's going. He's going to a business meeting. He's going wherever he's going. He's going to uh, to a family simcha uh, that he has to fly to. And he is miserable. He's just a miserable wreck. He's as miserable as you would imagine a person would be under those circumstances, right? He's, he's just watching the clock. And he can't believe how long it's taking to be done with this torture, this nightmare. Guy B is grinning ear to ear. He's delighted. Why? Because where is he flying to? He's flying because he won the, the Powerball lottery. He won the lottery. And he's flying to the Powerball office. I have no idea how these things work. Uh, to sign the papers and, uh, and get his cash. So he is delighted. He's trying to help calm the baby. He's giving the other guy personal hygiene tips. Right? He's just uh, having a gay old time on the on this torturous uh, flight. And that's the mushal. What's the nimshal? Some people in this world they're just going to a business meeting or a family thing, and then. All the tsaras of this world, they, it's so torturous for them. But we know we're going to Elam Habo. So we're grinning ear to ear because all the tsaras, it doesn't matter. It's, we're, we're so happy about where we're going. It's, it's, you get the idea. So that's a terrible, terrible muscle. Um, it should be you know, clear from our previous conversations because what you're saying is, is that my life as lived is torturous but I'm happy to go through it because of where I'm headed because this life leads to Olam Haba which is apparently the equivalent of winning the Powerball lottery I'm grinning ear to ear through this horrendous experience of life okay that is a low lishma system that I promise you does not lead to grinning ear to ear because take the guy who won the Powerball lottery and put him on that flight for 80, 90 years, which is how long we're here, and I promise you the grin will fade. The smile is gone after the first decade or so, okay? That's not a way to live. That is a, not a terrible muscle. That is, that's a, it's Pushit Sheker, it's, right? And it's, uh, and it, it, if anyone's religious system revolved around any kind of structure like that, they at some point in life are going to start wishing they had never been born. Okay? That is, a, I don't know who invented that and where it came from, but if it has a source of a real person, it's been misheard and misconstrued, and if it doesn't, it was pushed and made up by people who don't understand how life works. Okay? That is not how we live, and that's not how we would want to live, and that's not how I want my kids to live or my students to live. That is, uh, 
that is uh, uh, that's bad. Okay, I'm, I'm I'm at a loss for words here. I'm actually getting worked up about it right now. That's a bad thing to teach people. Okay, that's destructive and terrible and wrong. Okay, you got the point. Good. But wait a minute, says you. Uh, there is an Olam Haba. And Chazal did talk a lot about it. And it isn't Olam Haba an external motivation. And as such, shouldn't it corrupt our internal motivation? And as such, isn't the presence of Olam Haba going to ruin us? Won't Olam Haba, and an Olam Haba create an Olam Haba type focus? And won't that focus actually rob us of the joy in life? And suck out our will to live? So, the answer must be, of course, no, it doesn't. But why not? What is the difference between Olam Haba and the paycheck? And for a lot of people, there is none, as evidenced by that muscle. Okay? That muscle is basically saying that I'm going to smile in my little cubicle every day because I get such a fat paycheck. And people think that, but it's not true. Research indicates that that's not true. You don't smile your way through your meaningless, horrible job because you get a fat paycheck. You're also miserable, for sure long term. 20 years of sitting and doing nothing. I don't care how much they're paying you, you're not a happy person at the end of that process. So if your mushal for mitzvahs and olam haba is that I'm doing some terrible job, that I would be miserable at if it wasn't for Olam Haba. Thank God for Olam Haba because now I can smile my way through the torture that is my existence. Okay? If th that's not a system that could be, that would end up being torturous. So what is the real relationship with Olam Haba that we're supposed to have that Chazal give us so that we don't fall prey to the problems of the Lolishma system? That's the point that I wanted to address uh, before we move on to the next topic.